Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Isn't it a massive week in rugby league, Scotty Sattler? We've got players, teams trying to get into the finals. We've had a big week on Sports Day uh, this week. Welcome to it. Hello, Sats. How are you, Woogie? And also the listeners. Yeah, huge week. I know there are a lot of people saying this is reserve grade week in the NRL because... No, it's not. Not for all teams. No, well, I love this weekend. I love the... I hate it that that players and clubs, I should say, rest players, but you earn the right to rest players. So... Uh, but there's got to be something the NRL have to do to try and ensure that all the best players are playing up until the last round. So, But outside of that, really looking forward. As we saw already, we've seen some of the debutants, yep. especially for the Bronx and the Melbourne Storm. Yep. But um, Plenty to come. Yeah, I, I love it. And then the uh, anticipation arises even more next week yeah, as the team's absolutely. in the final. Oh, how, how exciting is it? Uh, Warriors fullback, Chance, Nickel Clockstad. We'll be joining us. You and Rat spoke to him earlier in the week. Former Titans and Warriors centre Clinton Tupi, who joined us at a caravan park. Uh, we'll get to that. You, you'll understand once we uh, get into the interview. Raiders in Queensland front row are Sophie Holloman and Chris Nelson racing Queensland. Got some tips for, for some Saturday afternoon racing. It's time for our running hot segment. Except nothing less than Australia's best. There's been trouble at Belmore. Top 30 player allegedly walks out of training after tough punishment. I've had enough of it. I just seriously, just get on with it, folks. Yeah. Well, that's what they're trying to do. That's what Cameron Sorrello's trying to do. Um, there was a player, you know, I'm led to believe it's, it's Jackson Torpenny, but, um, but, you know, he, he's trying to set a lot of, and you keep hearing this word standards. He is trying to set some pretty heavy standards because the Bulldogs have been built on a really good training ethic over the years. But not yep. only the Bulldogs, successful teams have a great Absolutely. work ethic. Yeah. So, if the rumours are true and when there's smoke, there's fire, there's obviously a small amount of players that are complaining about the workload. Well, it's quite easily they'll be found out and uh, they'll be able to sort the weed out from the chaff and they'll no longer be at the Bulldogs. Just quickly, before we go to Charles, Nickel Clock start, uh, Cronulla will host an elimination final at Points Bed Stadium. Holds 22,000. I love it. I love to. So do I. Yeah, I, and I think you've earned that right yep. for that. And then after that, the bigger games go to, well, the games go to the bigger stadium. Absolutely. So Play on. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. And it's a wonderful thing uh, for the fans. Do you like it? 0457 736 736. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ram, Australia's favourite hot water. You and Rat caught up with Charles Nickel Klockstadt for a great chat during the week, Sats. Here's how it went. Nickel Clockstar. Over he goes. It's a second try. Second try, but we are on the bandwagon. Everyone's oh. loving the, the New Zealand Warriors, what yep. they're doing. And you know what? My dad once said, good things happen to good people. Yep. So they deserve this. The New Zealand Warriors and their fans and the club itself. And this man has played a huge role in the way the Warriors have been going through the regular season. It's their fullback, Charles Nickel Clockstar. joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Charles? 
Yeah, going good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, no. Thank you for taking time out, which is a very busy schedule as you come into the finals. Now, just based on the way that the, the New Zealand public has really embraced the team returning home again, you, you must be amped the way the, the New Zealand fans have, have really jumped on the, the back of the side this year and turning up and selling out Mount Smart Stadium. Yeah, it's been amazing, mate. Every time you run out to Mount Smart, packed, especially the night games. I feel like the team have been doing a good job of that. And, man, the crowd, it's electric. Yeah, mate. And it's great to watch from, from a viewer's perspective to see that support. But I've got to ask you, Chance, like Rugby World Cup year, has, 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 has the Warriors taken some headlines away from the All Blacks? Because you're just going that well. Yeah, yeah I'm not too, not too sure with the headlines, I think. You know, they've, they've been at the top of the game, the pinnacle of New Zealand for a long time, and it's, it's good to be able to, I guess, repay the face for all our loyal Warrior supporters and, you know, finally put ourselves in a good position to have a really good crack this year. Yeah, mate. So, so I've got to ask you, how does Andrew Webster uh, try to keep a lid on all this excitement? I mean, the way the season's panned out, has he allowed the, the, the playing group to ride that wave of excitement or is he trying to keep a lid on things? Uh... Yeah, it's a hard one because you need to make sure that you're enjoying yep. this part of the journey as well. You can't be too bogged down and, you know, all serious, all tense, all about business, which it is all about business. But, man, just as fast as it's going well, as fast as you can get, it can go bad too. So you just got to enjoy the ride. And for us, it's just about worrying week in, week out, which is a little bit cliche, but it's really what's what's been the chat from us, just focusing on the next job at hand and, it, it all starts at training for us. Yep. Yeah, and you've got to do that. Seeing where the Warriors were in 2022, you've really got to take it every Absolutely. day at a time, don't you? Now, many may not know this, that you started your career with the Melbourne Storm and their junior reps and the NYC. So, And then you went back to New Zealand. So who first saw you from the Melbourne Storm to, to start their chance? Yeah, I guess it was Kim Williams. I I sort of moved over just for a fresh start with my family and, he come out to our local club game out there when I was playing for Altona Roosters. So it was Kim Williams. I came through the SG Ball system and made my way through the, the Melbourne Storm development squads and, yeah, got all the way to 20s, which was nice. Kim Williams, he was a premiership winner with the Mackay Cutters years ago. Really good man, Kim Williams. Yeah, um, Sean Johnson, now his season, Charles, 33 in just over a week's time, which is... I didn't think he was 33. I thought he was still younger than that. But mm. one of the form players of the year, he's a big chance of winning the Dally M as well. But give us an insight to him away from the cameras, like his preparation, his personality, you know, amongst the playing group. <laughs> yeah, he loves that joke, uh, Shawnee boy. He's, he's been having an amazing season and I think it's testament to, I guess, him being comfortable at, back at home, gets to go home to his girls, you know, Win or lose, he's, he's able to do the things that he wants to do and, and that's been around his family. So I think that's played a massive part in, in him being the player and playing how good he is this year as well as our coach. He's, he's done amazing things and, you know, Sean, Sean Johnson is, is, is a byproduct of, of what Webby's been able to do throughout the preseason. Yeah, he's been amazing, hasn't he? Mate, um, in 2024, you've got Roger Tuivasa-Shek. He returns. Now... You have been, if not the form fullback, one of the form fullbacks of, of 
the, the season, the NRL season, the only conversation, what conversations have you had with Adam Webster around, you know, positioning for next year? If, if everyone's happy and healthy, who's going to wear the number one jersey next year? Yeah, it was really cool. Webby tried to get a hold of me on, on the day that it all sort of got all ticked off and he he wanted to call me and I tried to call him. He goes, no, no, I need you to FaceTime me. And so he said, wait till you get home, FaceTime me. So I FaceTimed him and he, he let me know that Roger was had just agreed to to come back home for the 2024 season onwards and he just wanted to let, let me know those that news, I guess, as face-to-face as possible yeah. and that was over FaceTime and he cares so much about his players that he wanted to see his reaction and I'll see my reaction and talk me through those things. And, you know, he, he still reassured me and told me that uh, I'll be playing fullback. And I guess all the things that you'd, you'd want to hear as, as a player in my position. And um, I, I've spoken to Roger as well. And, man, I'm just really excited to have Roger back at the club. He was there at uh, Go Media Stadium on the weekend and, Man, it was good to see a familiar face around. I think he was in this morning as well, so I think he's getting a cheap pizza to lace the boots back up in the Warriors kit. So, ah, it's, it's so exciting from from all the players, including myself, to have Roger back in our team. Yeah. That's a really good insight and also probably a great description of what a good man Andrew Webster is, yeah. to go face-to-face with his player. But interesting enough, you just said that also, Charles, you've spoken to Roger as well. So how did that conversation go what was you know what was the main crux of the of the conversation yeah for me it was just i was just excited that he was he was coming back home he's oh man i love the guy he's he's done great things in the sport and he was someone that i've I've based my game around as a fullback so it was just to let him know that i was excited to have uh have him back home and, and warriors could and he was just letting me know that he's just as excited and for me to just keep doing my thing in that fullback jersey and um, yeah, to take every opportunity with both hands. So now it, it was a really good conversation with Roger. I've got a lot of respect and time for 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 him, and he's done great things in the sport. So I can't wait to be rubbing shoulders again with him. How good is that? Yeah, that's awesome. That's outstanding. Well, and, and what that's a, a ta- strong ta- playing. What, what a talent there. to have coming back yeah. to your side. Now, 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 chance when you when you're winning as a team, there's always people that are going to try and knock you down. Um, what do you say to the critics yep. that say that? You know, when you you get to the finals, you you guys are just making up the numbers. What do you got to say to those people? Yeah, no, nah, just we'll keep those receipts. <laughs> we'll keep the receipts. Yeah, nice. We just got to keep focusing on what we can do, man. And um, yeah, the rest will take care of itself. I, I think it's it's us versus ourselves. We we know what we can do, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be exciting. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Now, mate, from the outside. You know, there's a lot of noise around your leading players, players like yourself, Toru Harris, Sean Johnson, Fanua Blake, DWZ. But there, there are players I know in every club that you just love having in your team. Those players that fly under the radar, they don't get the pats on the back or they, they don't get the, the press that the, the stars get. Who are some of those players, mate, that you can tell us about that are doing an amazing job for you guys? Yeah, I think the two the two boys in the centres, they're doing a really good job for us. They... I think you need to know the detail that goes into a game or rugby league to know what exactly those boys are doing. So just the effort areas and, and the way that they kick chase and filling into legs and all those little things as well as, as I think uh, Marcelo's been doing a great job as well, starting getting them set starts. And now nah, it's been amazing playing with, with these sort of boys. You, they, they have such a high energy sort of game that you just feed off and, you just want to 
contribute just as much as they are. So they've been really excited to be able to rub shoulders with. Yeah, nice. Now, your coaching staff. We hear that Ted Lasso has been a, a huge motivator. The, the Diamond Dogs. Is, is this a name they gave themselves or is that the playing group gave them the name Diamond Dogs? No, nah, so we, we actually heard about this um, a while ago and they come in and they, they actually come in in a huddle and they were like, from now on, you need to start calling us the Diamond Dogs. <laughs> and they, they just come out full, full stick and just said, this is what we're known for now. And if you don't know, go and watch the show and come back. <laughs> nah. Oh, nah, they're hard case. They, they, they're such a good laugh, and they just bring life to the to the to the team meetings. So especially this time of year, you can sort of get a bit tense and uptight and everything. And they're doing a great job of just making sure that everyone's having fun and enjoying ourselves, and just really enjoying being a part of, of the Warriors team this year. Mate, I, I think I want to go and play for the Warriors. Yeah, it sounds like exactly. a lot of fun. Now, mate, at the end of the year, we've got the Pacific, <laughs> the, we've got the Pacific test at the end of the season. Uh, must be a must be a big goal of yours I'd, to, to be in that team. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is. I think it's every kid's dream to, to represent the entry. And I've had the opportunity to do that before. And, you know, it still feels like a dream every time that I put that jersey on. So, yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, it would be nice for me to be able to represent my country again and we'll sort of get to those sort of conversations when, when the season's finished. But uh, as as far as I'm concerned, I've I've got, what is it, five weeks left of, of rugby league to do this year in, in the Warriors jersey. And I just want to make sure that all my focus and all my effort and all my intentions and focus is all on making sure that we play well leading into finals. So I'm really excited for finals and... Yeah, it's all Warriors focus so far. Oh, it's a good well, you're doing that well. Yeah. And this week, Saturday, 3 p.m., Suncorp Stadium, you take on the Dolphins for the last regular season game. Charles, you and along with your teammates have been absolutely outstanding, but there's still so much more to do uh, throughout the finals. And I can't wait, can't wait to see what the Warriors can do throughout the finals. So thanks for taking time out, mate, and joining us on Sports Day. Nah, thank you guys very much for having me and have a good rest of your week. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Now on the charge and scoring right underneath the post is Sophie Holliman. There she is. She's one of the stars in the NRLW. Sophie Holliman, who plays for the Canberra Raiders now, and this is brought to you by World Gym, World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. And that young lady is on the phone. Join us on Sports Day. How are you, Sophie? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to have you uh, on board. And it's been great, the NRLW, since its inception. But this year, even more so with 10 teams. We're going to get to that very soon. But before we do that, now, reading a bit of your bio today, and and Rat knows you a lot better than what we do, but you're born in Tasmania, moved to Queensland as a teenager, and then rugby union. What age did rugby union start taking over? Because we don't see many NRLW players that are born in Tasmania. I know. So, you know what? I'll I'll fix this one up now, but a lot of people think I was born in Tassie. I grew up in Tassie. My family's from Tassie. Um, but I actually was born in Queensland, in oh. Brisbane. But obviously, my dad was just, obvi- um, just working there for, I think, a year or two, and then we moved back down to Tassie anyway. So, um, yeah, growing up, the, the family farms in Tassie, yeah, my whole family's from Tassie. So, um, 
Yeah, I started playing rugby union when I was 15. So um, I definitely, growing up, obviously in Tassie, loved AFL, athletics, basketball, that kind of thing. And um, I don't know, a bit of horse riding here and there. But yeah, apart from that, like didn't have, didn't even know what NRL was. So um, it's pretty crazy, my journey, I think, to get here to the NRLW. But yeah, it's been a long one, but amazing. So you're playing for the Reds in uh, in rugby, Soph. And, and what, what made, what, what, what was the catalyst to the switch to come over to rugby league? I love this question. And I think it was the more professional I got within the 15 space, the more I didn't like it. And I think it was just the game itself. Like, a lot of people say, oh, league's so structured. But you know what? Rugby union is so structured in 15, um, especially as a forward. And I just got to a point where I just wasn't really enjoying it anymore. And I felt like my body wasn't really holding up very well from playing sevens either. And I'd kind of, um, yeah, passed my sort of time in that and obviously spent a little bit of time with um, the Aussie sevens before they went away to Tokyo and, a lot of younger girls started to filter through and how awesome it was to see those girls, you know, get contracts and things like that. But I just didn't have the love for it anymore. And I was living with um, Lauren Brown, Tamika Upton and Millie Boyle at the time. And uh, I was coming home from 15's training from Reds. And, yeah, they were just saying how much they love the program and how, obviously, in NRLW and uh, how good it's getting. And so if you need to come to the Broncos. And, obviously, when I accepted that first contract from Kelvin Wright, they all left so I was at the Bronx <laughs> myself but I'm so glad I made the switch really really glad yeah well I, I guess you've, you've given us a, a, a good um, understanding of, of the difference I guess at the structure around rugby union and, and, and I get that particularly in the forwards I, I used to I used to just shake my head at just how much structure and, and what they had to learn it was as much work off the field mm. as on it trying to trying to learn all that what's the difference between training so in, in rugby union and rugby league do you think or, or what it is? Um, obviously, yeah. I think, um, I guess, like, in league, it's, like, a lot more, as a forward, um, you know your job. And, uh, like, you know, where like, the points you need to run to and you have, like, that really good, obviously, as a prop, you have that really good relationship with your half. And, um, yeah, I just like running the ball, like, getting <laughs> your hands on the ball. And I found in Union... It's just a struggle to get your hands on the ball and not just get smacked a metre from, you know, the defence line. So um, I think in unions, I'd say probably a lot more conditioning. But look, league for me, that first game that I played against the Knights, I was blowing. And I was like, (laughs) this is so much harder than playing a game of union. I just felt like... You can't hide like you can in Union if you need a little break. <laughs> in the middle, you've got to keep working. Otherwise, it messes the whole system up. So, um, yeah, no, I found them very, very different. Obviously, sevens trainings were just bonkers. Like, mm. you just don't stop running. Um, but, yeah, obviously, that was yeah completely different ballpark. But, yeah, between 15s and, and league, I just felt like, um, yeah, I don't know, a lot more, a lot more structure. In rugby union, <laughs> yeah, nice one. So, so, so you moved to Canberra from Brisbane. Now, Brisbane, you know, you've got that nice warm weather, um, but you, you're from, you, you've lived in Tassie. So, are, are you loving Canberra? Because you, you must be used to the cold, eh? Do you enjoy it down there? Yeah, I do. And you know what? I'm at GIO Stadium right now. Um, we have our club 
uh, club photos tonight, and it's about 18 degrees when I'm in wow. my kit. So I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. So I'm loving the weather so far. <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of locals have said it's not been as bad um, weather down here over winter than it usually is. So um, I don't think I experienced a full Canberra winter. There was one morning we rocked up to our captain's run. The fog was as low as the goalposts, um, <laughs> and it was minus two, I think. Whoa. And I spent the morning with my gym membership card scraping the ice off my windshield, just going, hmm, I'm glad every morning's not like this. But you know what? It's actually been really good. Um, training at night, too. There's only been a couple of trainings that were like, holy heck, let's keep moving. Um, it's cold. But, yeah, I think obviously coming down here, um, also he said it's going to be a fine if anyone says the word cold. So we had that. Um, fine system in place from the get-go, so no one complained. It was always, oh, gee, humid night tonight, eh? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, apart from that, it's been fine. Honestly, I've actually really enjoyed my time down here. Yeah, nice one. And our community is very important to you, and, and the Canberra Raiders, I've got to say, they have got one of the most parochial, supportive fan bases. Yeah, true. Is, is that one of the reasons why you, you went down there? you enjoy that community? Absolutely. It was a massive part of my decision to come down here. And I saw it from the get-go. And um, not only, yeah, like just little things about walking down the street and, or, you know, rocking up to one of the girls' club trainings and being like, oh, so she played really well on the weekend. Or, you know, it's little things like that, like that everyone gets around around here and it's awesome to see. So, um, yeah, very, very grateful. And like our first captains run, the amount of people that showed up just to, you know, get a signature and even our first signing session. I think we sat there for an hour and a half to two hours after one of our games and um, the line went out the door of GIO and was apparently snaking around. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were saying, oh, get comfortable because you're going to be here for a while. But it just like, it was something that we wanted to give back to the community to meet everyone and everyone grabbing photos. It was awesome. It was so good. Yeah, good stuff. That's yeah. awesome, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Being exposed to that so yeah. early on in your career. Now, working in the disability space, I uh, saw a really good story about a young man that you're working with who played for the Cronulla under 20. So tell us a little bit more about that off the field, Soph. Yeah, so I obviously, um, yeah, started work in the disability space a, a couple of years ago. And I was at a point in my life where, like, I was playing footy and I wanted to make something of myself with footy. And any job that I had, like, whether it was hospitality or something, like, I got into a double degree for teaching, but I didn't want to do that because uni times clashed with footy times and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I loved school and I was good at school, but I just didn't really feel like I wanted to go to uni. So I um, I was really like just open to trying anything. And yeah, I uh, got asked to um, come and start work with uh, this quadriplegic. He was um, from Coolangatta actually, um, different, different guy. He was in his 50s. Um, had his accident just getting dunked by a wave and I to, to this day he is like uh, a mentor he's like a father figure he gives me advice um, he comes to my footy games when he can make it uh, he is just awesome he um, messages me all the time he's like a yeah he's like a coach he's like oh I think you should try this do this uh, and he came from obviously a rugby union league background as well from New Zealand so he had a massive impact on my life and I think starting work with him and obviously Millie's little sister Hannah and then it just started like word of mouth 
and I was working like just as a sole trader and um, I just started getting random phone calls actually and being like, hey, do you have any availability during the week to work with my daughter or work with my son? And I think from there, I just didn't stop working. And I loved it though. Like I would just bounce from one participant to the next and go and do something completely different um, with them. And they were all so different and mm. I just got to know them all so well and I just, yeah, can't see myself doing anything else now. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You, you think you're going in to change someone else's life, but they change yours. Mm. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, that's now, so true. Now, before we let you go, nickname Chewy. Mm. Why Chewy? <laughs> okay, this is the biggest hype-up story, and it's, I tell you now, it's not going to be great. <laughs> so... um Prop number 10 for Titans, Jess Elliston. Yes. I've played footy with her for about six, seven years now. Her dad was my first um, sevens coach for the old Crumb and Alligators up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. And so I went to my first training. Um, that's when I first met her. And I was really sick with sinusitis. I was down a con block. And I, um, <laughs> I stood there and I just went... <sighs> And sat on the ground, and she looked at me, and she just went, "Oh, Chewbacca!" And if you've met Jess Elliston, you'll know how much that girl can run her mouth. She, whatever she's thinking, just comes straight out. So, look, that's it. And then from there, I had um, a lot of coaches coming up to me. Like I think it was Ben Gollings for when we started um, Bond A on Sevens and. Yep. He came up to introduce himself to me. He's like, oh, it's chewy, isn't it? And put out his hand and I like took a second and I was like, oh, no, this is stuck. <laughs> it's really, I thought it could just be a thing that stays within the Gators space. But, um, yeah, that's how I got it. And then anyone in, like, Bon Uni, uh, Reds, everyone calls me Chew, Chewy, whatever, really. Um, <laughs> but it actually hasn't really stuck down here in Canberra. Ooh, well, well, we might so. change that. Well, one of, your, <laughs> one of your teammates who will, will go nameless has said that the reason why your nickname is Chewy is because you snore like Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they're lying. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, oh, listen, it's been great to get to know you, Sophie. It's, um, you know, the NRLW is just... It's firing, isn't it's it? It's just flying, absolutely yeah, yeah. flying, and uh, you're playing a major part of that as well. Sitting fourth at the moment, important yep. game against the Knights this week. You were sitting second, but either way, uh, what you're doing at the moment is uh, really inspiring for, for young females around the country. So thank you very much for World Gym Australia, trained for support uh, for the sport you play, building the next generations of legends. Sophie Holliman from the Canberra Raiders, good luck this week, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, love what I do. So anyway, I can give back. I definitely will. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Side, Fiend's got it. Now to John Doyle. Consolation try coming up. Maybe not. I don't think so. Quinn and Torpy. He's got a lot of pace. He crosses halfway. Shut the gate. The only one who'll catch him is Murphy. And Murphy plays for the over 200 games in the National Rugby League, the UK Super League, represented his country, played yep. in a grand final. And as we spoke about earlier on, on his day, one of the great strike centres of the modern year. Mm. Welcome to Sports Day, Clinton Toopey. Oh, I'm blushing underneath this brown skin. <laughs> 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 Never had an introduction like Mate, that you, well, well, that was a time to, when you were the best centre in the game. 
like hands down. Did you uh, know it, Toops? Yeah, you, you, um, did, you, did you feel like you were on top of it, like you were right on top of your game at that point? Like when you're playing for the Warriors, you were flying and no one could touch you. Yeah, but I, I didn't acknowledge any of it, to be brutally honest. Yeah. I, um, I was riding a wave. Yeah. Basically, and I was enjoying my footy, and and things were just falling into place. Look, I was playing out some dynamic players who yeah. obviously made my game a lot easier, and you know they were the sponges of players. And yeah. so defensively, they were swarming to guys like Ali Lautiti or um, Stacey Jones, so it made more opportunity for me. Mm. He's a very humble man, isn't he? he is. Talks to he is. He's a very very humble man. Now, let's go back to your junior rugby league, Stratford. Is it Stratford? Oh, born in Stratford. Uh, no, my, uh, all my footy was played in uh, Auckland. In Auckland. But Stratford itself, we were talking about earlier, is that part of the Taranaki region? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. so born you... in Stratford, Taranaki. So my mum moved down there. All right. So, so, so talk to me about Taranaki Hardcore. What, what, is that a brand or is that like a group of people? Or, <laughs> or is that just James Stossick? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely a label. Oh, it's home. a label, right. And, um, you know, obviously there's a bit of a following... <laughs> And people wear it with pride who ever come from that yeah, um, right. from that area region. And yeah. so it's sort of taken a bit of, yeah, a, a, people have taken notice of it. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. There you go. So, mate, 1999, you debuted for the Warriors. Can you remember your, your welcome to NRL moment? Your, your moment you're out on the field and you got hit or, you know, you, you got burnt by someone or just a moment where you think, oh, this is the NRL. This is not... I'm not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, I think it was um, getting burnt, and uh, it was uh, Craig Wing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he pulled my pants down and scored. I think he stepped me, fend me, and, and I think he scored on me, <laughs> which made me look um, pretty ordinary, but I was caught up in the moment, as you can imagine, being a 19-year-old. Dream come true, playing in front of your, your, your whole family, your friends, and things like that. It, um, it well and truly uh, washed that all away. Those, um... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can tell you, too, he did, did it to me a few years earlier. So you, you, I wasn't the, the first or the last, and, I, and I'm sure you weren't either because he was a freak of a player. We... Yeah, Tops, it went 2002. Now, we're seeing what's going on with the Warriors at the moment in the, in the country, especially... Auckland and all those surrounding areas. People travelling for hours to get to games now, Mount Smart Stadium. 2002, you guys get the minor premiership. You go through the grand final, get beaten, unfortunately, by the Roosters that night. But through that period in 2002, 2003, you went far away also. Could you feel... Yeah, you guys beat us. Yeah. To get into the yeah, we <laughs> final. Eric Watson, the owner, remember he paid for anyone who had a New Zealand passport got free to the game. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I think you... Just, purchased like 10,000 tickets. Oh, it was, wow. it was ridiculous. But could you feel that wave of emotion behind you from the, the country? Yeah, it was It was actually, um, you know, similar to the, what's going on now. Uh, you know, that cult following behind the Wars, as, mm. as some say. But it's just amazing to see what's going on right now because, you know, back in our day, we had, you know, people that didn't even like rugby league or didn't follow the rugby league because it was... Um, Not rugby you, union. Well, <laughs> I think it was more because, you know, they could uh, associate themselves being Kiwis and, yeah. and, and the sport where we were always the underdog. So, you know, you love an underdog story and, and, and that was us, you know, travelling through that year and um, everybody got behind us, everybody started supporting us and it was just, uh, it, it was some special moments mm. for us throughout that year, for so, sure. So you... you, you... You, you went over to the UK, you came back and you, you finished here on the Gold Coast and we had the pleasure of playing together. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, are, are, you, are you a warrior still? 
because like I see myself as a shark. Like I, you know, it's where I grew up, and you know, my dad and, and myself. What, where's your heart? Like if you, if they said you could only watch one team for the rest of your life, <laughs> who are you picking? Well, look. I think I've still got that emotional connection, mm. you know, through my childhood of, you know, having posters on my wall of guys that I idolise, mm. like your Logan Swans, your Matthew Ridges, all these guys that I grew up idolising. And that kind of connection still sticks with me, um, you know, still today. So I have that, um, yeah, just that alignment to yeah, them yeah. through my childhood. And, and I just love seeing them, you know. Do well, man. Yeah, doing well yeah, and... Yeah. and, and um, you know, being a force, and that's something that everyone's been waiting for. Do you know, we, we sometimes get players that we get to play with, and you, you look back on your career, Toops, and you say, I'm so blessed to be able to play with that guy. And But Stacey Jones, I mean, we all talk about the great halfbacks of, of the game, the history mm. of the game, and Stacey always gets mentioned when you talk about Yalon Langers and your co. Mm. Stacey always gets put in that group and sitting at that table. What was he like to play alongside every week? Mate, uh, I think I say it that many times, but Stacey was the type of player that was selfless. He never liked the limelight. He never did or played the game because of money or things like that. He was he was just a quality player that played every, every shot calculated. Everything was for that moment or for... For, for a purpose, you know, it wasn't just throwing a dummy just so he could look good or throwing a cutout pass. So when you've got guys lining up that are supporting them, everybody's an option. So you've got, let's say there's six, seven options out there. Everyone's running with intent. Anyone, everyone's running with a purpose because they know that Stacey, if you ain't got it, um, if you're not prepared and ready for it, um, he's going to blow you, you know, blow you up on, I'll pull you up on that but also um, you knew that it was going to be spot on if um, if it's coming to you mm. and that's what everybody loved about it he could grubber, he could I think even he was probably one of the great ones that brought out that um, banana kick and, mm. and, and yeah, right. I guess elevated it mm. but he was just quality across the park and he wasn't one that yelled he, he, he had a soft uh, persona and as you can imagine, those kinds of people you'd sometimes think wouldn't hold the room, but he, he had that quality about him. Mate, you, you, you look back at the Warriors teams of the, of the 90s and the 2000s, and if there was one thing that they were amazing at, it was just their, their ability to offload. And, and it was almost at their detriment at times, the Warriors. It was like they're playing... They, they just got to lock it up a little bit more and play a bit more Harlem consistent. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> so, yeah. but who, who in your... Like, I know... A lot of players that watch, a lot, a lot of fans, they watch Henry and I think, oh, he's a good player, he's a good player. But when you see him at training and you see the stuff that they do, you just you marvel at it. Who are the players that you remember at training just going, wow, this guy oh. is just unbelievable? Because it seemed like that team was full of yeah. just talent. I could never, ever go past Ali mm, and what yeah. he could do uh, for his size. Um, you know, it was like he was running around the field with a mango. Yeah. Well, you know, his <laughs> mitts were so big, but um, he... He just played just the type of style that wasn't kind of, you know, so aggressive that, yep. you know, you feared him for that. You feared him because of he the things. He was subtle, wasn't what he? Yeah. Do. Yeah. He was yeah, subtle. He, he was quality. Mm. You know, he'd throw you around and it wasn't to, to um, overpower you or aggress you. It was just the best way for him to tackle you. Yeah, yeah. But he just had power. He had strength. He had skill. He had speed. All those sorts of things, those qualities that... Mm. Um, you don't expect to come from a guy who's like six foot four and weighs about 110, 15 kilos. Yeah. Um, he could do it all, and and you know when 
you had con games. Um, he was one of those guys you'd wanted in your team, but he was also the guy that if he wasn't in your team that you were, um, you know, trying to line three guys up just to stop, stop him. Yeah. Mm. What are you doing now, Toops? So are you still coaching? Because you coach the Helensvale Hornets, uh, only just yes. down the road from where we are here for Pickering's Caravans at Big Four. You coaching, was it a premiership two years ago? Oh, no, no, no. This, that, this is going back. I, I had a bit of a rough patch these last few years. So at Helensvale Hornets, we, um, we we got the wooden spoon a couple of years there. And, uh, you know, it was probably a tough part of my, my coaching uh, career. But um, it was Runaway Bay that we went to the grand final and lost okay. to uh, Burley back in the, uh, about two, two sixteen seventeen I think. But I, I love coaching. Don't get me wrong, man. I, I love it, and it's um, been something I'd love to kind of take on and, and and really go further with it. Yep. Um, with Beanley um, at the minute, and yep. we were affiliate to Win and Manly. Mm. And so we were getting, you know, some of the players there and they create, they're such a young club um, that they've got so much potential and I would have liked to have done better things with them. But, you know, this year we missed out um, on the top top five. It was such a tight competition mm. that the quality, and that's a good thing about that competition up there is the five Q Cup clubs feeds to the 10 clubs. The local clubs, yeah. Yeah, the 10 local clubs, so it's spread evenly. Right. And so you can it's imagine quality the quality. Plays, yeah. yeah, you can imagine the, the sprinkling of quality of players rather than that one or two clubs. Yeah, but that, that would make, I guess as a coach, having those quality players to work with, it must uh, it will not make your job easier, but it, 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 it allows you to coach yeah. players. Well, well, this is probably some of the things that I I took for granted this year, and and um, is thinking that I because of you know the the, the caliber of players I had there this year, I felt like I I, I dropped the ball. I, I literally I sort of you know didn't do a lot of the things that I would normally do. And in the past, when I was at the Runaway Bay, or you know what I was trying to infiltrate at um, Helensville. Uh, at Helensville Hornets, but. Up there, I probably took my foot of throttle and didn't help them develop as 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 much as I should have yeah. done, and yeah. given them that time that yeah. they probably deserved. Mm. Glenn Tupi, it has been an honour to Pleasure. have you here. Yeah. You're, you're a great man off the field, but it's it's so good to delve into your career as well because, like I said, you're a humble man, but you're on your day just an amazing outside back, and it's it's great to have you get. You know, time to, to come and join us on Sports Day tonight. So thank you for taking time out and, and uh, hope to catch up with you again yeah, uh, definitely through the finals. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Uh, plenty on again this weekend uh, with racing around Queensland. We had the Batuta Cup last week, Sats. This week we have the Birdsville Cup, don't we, Nelson? We do. We do indeed, Jace. So good afternoon to you and good afternoon, Sats. We do. We have two days at Birdsville, uh, kicking off on uh, Friday, and then the big meeting is on Saturday. What, what are the so fields like to... at Birdsville? Uh, small. 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 About six, yeah. seven horses per race? Pretty much. There's only uh, f- There was only 55 acceptors on Friday, and I think there's around 80 for the Saturday meeting. So, uh, yeah, they're not big numbers, but it's only a small track, of course. You can't have capacity... Fields Dusty like track? Flemington and Randwick and Eagle Farm. Dusty track, is it? Or? Uh, yeah, very much so. I'd say, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say something that uh, an old friend of mine used to say to me when we went out to the country to cover some of these race meetings as a bookies clerk. 
and it was very, very dusty. He said you could go home and run a tap through one nostril out the other and top dress the garden. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> right on, mate. So what else, where else are we racing this weekend? <laughs> I thought you'd love that. We're racing on the poly track at uh, the Gold Coast, of course, on Saturday. Our main venue is Eagle Farm. We have the Tattersalls uh, Members' Cups, the Tattersalls Day. Uh, we also race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. We race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. A couple of other cups on the weekend. We race at uh, Mariba for their cup on Saturday and Surat. Surat uh, for their cup on Saturday as well. That's S U R A T. You'll know where that is, Sats. Where's that one, Sats? Just Surat. Surat. Do you know where it is? It's West Queensland. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Well, everything's West well, Queensland yeah. from here. You've got to keep on him, Chris. Uh, he's clever, isn't he? We had some yeah. good trials during the week, too, guys. Some of our uh, stars stepped out on Tuesday morning at uh, Doombin. The Rothfires of this world, the Uncommon James the zoo styles, et cetera, and they all trial well and they'll all be off uh, to different assignments down south. I think Rothfire's running next Saturday, actually, and he looked pretty good. What about your tips? So if I'm going to uh, – I've got $10 spending money this week. You win some, Have you lose more. Yep, I've got $10. My wife's giving me $10. Yep. Mm. All right, here we go. We get some money early, Sats. Race one, number four, planned encounter at Eagle Farm. Uh, this is an average sort of race, and there's quite a few here, pretty much most of them, that are a risk of running a strong 1,500 metres, not planned encounter. She's looking for the extra trip. She gets it, and I think she'll be winning. So race one, number four, planned encounter. And we'll go to race seven, number two, all that pizzazz. Now, Tony Gollan's got a very strong hand here. Uh, Zarastro, the favourite, all that pizzazz, the jazz second favourite. Are they jazz hands? Yes, he probably is. Jazz right, hands. Yeah. Probably well, all that pizzazz, you know what I mean? Jazz hands. All that pizzazz. All right, continue. You're on. very good, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, uh, I think Zarastro will be in front. It's hard Peter to run Allen down, but jockey. I think... <laughs> oh, all right. I think all that pizzazz will, uh, will finish uh, too strongly for, uh, for Zarastro. Okay, uh, so go through that again. I've got plenty really more tips, but they're so the what... only two I'm giving you this week. So what were they again? Race one, number four, and? <laughs> Race seven, number two. There you go. Beautiful. Okay, check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Roma. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You could buy Roma instead. No, that's it? where Surratt is. It's out near Roma, ah, St. George. There you go. Oh, there Thank you. Uh, ah, thanks, gotcha. thanks Nelson. Have a great weekend, mate. You too, guys. All the best. Thanks, Nelson. Uh, thanks to Pioneer Seeds. Optimise your canola with new Optimum GLY hybrids from Pioneer Seeds. Let's have a look at Saturday afternoon footy. The Outlook. Dolphins host the Warriors at Suncorp Stadium. A number of New Zealand players rested. How's this go? Uh, well, the Warriors should win it, but who knows? Panthers, you're old boys, and it's old boys' day. Yeah. Uh, host the Cowboys at Bluebet Stadium. They should have too much for the Cowboys, I think. Dragons host the Knights at Netstrata Jubilee. Who cares? Oh, the Knights. Knights. Yeah, by good to watch the Knights. Yeah, actually, that'd be a good no, game. No, Caelan. Yeah, right, okay. Optimise your cropping rotation with new Optimum GLY herbicide tolerance trait canola hybrids from Pioneer Seeds. That's our Saturday outlook. Uh, thanks, mate. It's been wonderful. Enjoy your trip to New Zealand, by the Thank way. Thank you, Simon Mannering Medal, yeah. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. Uh, Rat and myself back for Sports Day Monday night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Goodbye.